0: Hi, and welcome to Five Compelling Questions with Sean. This is the podcast where we speak with authors about writing, um, the writing life, creativity, how we got started, writing multiple, multiple books in a series, um, as my current guest today can talk about, because her 11th eleventh, eleventh yeah. book in this series was just released, which is mind-boggling. Um, I'm happy to welcome today Annette Dashafi. Hi, Annette.
1: Hi, Sean. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm really happy to see you. Happy to have you on the show.
1: I'm glad um, to be here.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's great. Well, I'm going to give you an introduction to um, the, like, the four people in the world that don't know who you are. <laughs> 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 Annette Dashfee is the USA Today bestselling author of the multi-Agatha Award-nominated Zoe Chambers Mystery Series about a paramedic turned uh, county coroner in rural Pennsylvania's height knit Vance Township. Annette is the president of the Pittsburgh chapter of Sisters in Crime and is on the board of directors for Pen Writers. She and her husband live in, on 10 acres of what was her grandfather's dairy farm in Washington County, Pennsylvania, with their very spoiled cat, Kenzie. Well, she's got 10 acres to run around on, so I'm sure she's very spoiled, though. So. And
1: she lives in our little log cabin. That's it. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> that's cute. And um, your bio forced me to say one of the words I can never really pronounce, rule, but I managed to say it. And now when I'm trying to say it, I, I will always flub it. Rule is one of those words that I,
1: I- I understand that. I can't say thesaurus without stopping <laughs> to think about I use it all the time. Can't say the word.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I've, and I've lived in, I live in a rural part of the, of you know, Maryland, some would say. Yeah, it's just one of those ones that trips me up. And I have a podcast. I'm supposed to be able to talk about anything and pronounce things. I can't say that. But I think I managed it pretty well in your bio. So yes, that. yes, Probably because yeah. I was reading and not thinking. Um <laughs> just thinking uh, was in the way for me. So, um, yes, we were just talking about um, the 11th book. And so that's the Zoe Chambers uh, series. Yes. And this is book 11. So tell us a little bit about the series and this newest book, which is called Fatal Reunion.
1: Uh, well, as you said in, in the introduction, uh, Zoe is now uh, county coroner, and uh, Pete Adams, the second uh, main character, is the chief of police, and they work together. Sometimes they butt heads, and that's kind of <laughs> been the basis for the series. In Fatal Reunion, uh Zoe now, like I said, is taken over as county coroner. She was deputy coroner, so she's got a new job. Uh Pete and Zoe are now married, so she's got a new husband, and they've moved on to her farm, so a new home. Uh but her 20th class reunion is coming up, and that promises to bring into town some old friends, some old enemies, and very possibly a serial killer.
0: Ooh the plot thickens as they say. <laughs> well she's in a job at least for a traditional slash cozy-ish kind of mystery well yours are more traditional um yes. that uh so she does run across dead bodies as all
1: of- the time <laughs> <laughs> and she's finally been able to overcome her aversion to the smells of autopsy that that was an ongoing thing for a while that she had trouble getting used to um
0: yeah yeah I would think that would be really one of the hardest things that would be one of the hardest things for me. Although yeah. I, I can't smell for some, for some reason. And my husband, for some, I don't know why he can smell from a mile away, like pee on the floor or something. I can never smell it. So Maybe I'd be okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how are you smelling that? You smell that? I don't know. I can't smell it. So maybe I would make it. I'd probably, I'd probably have to be like, um, Clary Starling and put that stuff under my nose. So I would have to do that all the time.
1: Although I, one person uh, who is actually in that provision told me it just makes decomp smell a little bit more like fix, but it doesn't really get rid of it. <laughs> it's just distracting. It yeah. Like,
0: you know, spring, spray air freshener after you go to the bathroom and it just smells like, you know, someone dropped yeah. flowers in here and also went to the bathroom.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Really two Moving un- on. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: two third and one unpleasant smell. um must be the theory well the first question of the show for you is how do you develop the voices of your characters um do you keep a bible or use some other methods to bring your characters to life and this is a very good question for you because you've had such a long series i would imagine you need to keep things straight in your mind or somewhere
1: yeah um i i do keep uh a bible uh in scrivener uh, I, I keep track of all the series characters that way. And I also use Scrivener whenever I'm developing a new character and trying to get to know them. Uh, what I do is I have a list of characters uh, in, in Scrivener. And then I just kind of start writing and let the character more or less tell me about himself or herself. And it's like free writing. I don't, it's not anything that anyone else is going to see. It's, it's just for myself and it's something that I, I teach whenever I'm doing you know, some writing workshops to just free write. And the longer you go, the more that character's voice starts to come out. Uh, and I know this because I've had characters say things that I would never say. <laughs> um, but that, that's how I, I start developing them is letting them tell me about themselves on the page. Uh, and then I keep that. I, I keep that in that Scrivener. Uh, file, and I can go back and uh, look it up and and learn, you know, if I forget something that they've told me about their past, I can go back and look it up.
0: Yeah, that's a good way to do it. At least you have some, you have a method. You have, you have it all in one place, which is the main thing.
1: Yes. Putting down
0: like, you know, post-it notes and sticking them places, because that's never going to work.
1: No, because I put sticky notes up, and then the wind catches them, and (laughs) they go flying off somewhere, never to be seen again. (laughs)
0: I had a sticky note on my desk that I was clearing my desk off. Obviously, I hadn't done it in a while. And it said like Keith Richards, medical induced coma, and then a random string of like letters and numbers, which I guess was like a password to something. I'm like, I don't know what any of this is for or means or why would I be writing about Keith Richards in a medical yeah, coma? I,
1: I have random passwords on sticky notes that I have no idea what it's for either. It's like, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I guess I needed access to that Swiss bank account that day. Ah, uh, <laughs> that was it <laughs> oh, something nefarious um well that's very cool and Scrivener for is a is for those that don't um use it or know about it it's it's a really cool writing software tool I've I've got it I like it I use it too it, it just helps keep sort of your thoughts organized I like the word the word count goal it gives you like a tracker so you can count your words for the day and it's it's a pretty useful um software for writers
1: I've I've never used it for actual drafting, uh, mainly because at one point, my previous computer did not like it. (laughs) And if I was just typing, it would freeze up. And then I'd have to wait and let the words catch up. They were there. It just, it would hiccup. And that's not really conducive to creativity. um, But I've always used it for outlining. You know, when I start a new book, one of the first things I do is open a new file in Scrivener. And I have I do my outline in that I do my I've got a segment for research I've got the the character list and the locations and every everything about that book is in that Scrivener uh, file it helps for going back and revising too I can I can locate you know something in the in the word document just by finding it in the Scrivener yeah.
0: Yeah. It's sort of like your briefcase. It's like your file cabinet for your, that, that particular story and it's got everything in it. So that's really, it's a good organizing tool. There's a steep learning curve when it comes to working with it, but it's, um, yeah. once, once you get it down, it's, it's like, you can't live without it.
1: There is a book called Scrivener for Dummies. <laughs> that is fabulous. <laughs> I highly those recommend books, it if-
0: yeah. Those books cracked me up because I worked with a guy in the, and I worked in New York city in a sales office and I sat next to this guy and he wanted to learn how to do, I don't know, whatever, Excel or something at the time. And the boss bought the, all those books, like Excel for Dummies. And and this was New York. And this person was very Brooklyn. He's like, what is he saying? I'm a dummy? Is he to me a dummy? I'm not a dummy. And I'm like, I don't think he was trying to say we were a bunch of dummies, but um well there's also there's
1: a similar series called the idiots guy too yeah
0: yeah <laughs> all different things like, they're great yeah. they're the good. guy wouldn't touch these books it's like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna read a book that calls me a dummy you know and i'm like that's interesting perspective <laughs> but i never forgot it so every time i see those books i think of that guy that i sat next to at work and he was super offended that we had those books in the office um yeah. Little insecurity there,
1: dude.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's calling you specifically a dummy, but if that's how you're going to take it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So <laughs> no, that's interesting. People are weird. Okay. So next question. Um, how long does it take you to complete a novel from the beginning idea to the finished manuscript?
1: Uh, the short answer there is however long my contract allows me. <laughs> 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 um in reality, I mean, I'm, I tend to juggle more than one project at once, so it's hard to put an exact time frame on it. Because I mean, I might be outlining one book that you know is is down the road, due down the road, while I'm uh, drafting another book, uh, and then I might be drafting a book and uh, marketing another, or drafting one and editing another. So I, I usually have two books going at the same time in different stages. I don't have the mental bandwidth to work on more than two at once. I just, my brain fries when I try to do that. Um, but uh, I can do two books a year, but I, I, it feels like it takes longer than six months, definitely, to go from just a kernel of an idea to the book that I'm turning into my editor and then of course you're not done with it then either because you've got edits coming back um but yeah I, roughly roughly six months but I, I'm I have all these little kernels of ideas started for books that won't start getting written for another six months
0: yeah well I think that's I mean working on two books at a time is pretty good because i don't think i could do that i've never done that i've only done one book at a time because it's um yeah that's a lot of bandwidth that i don't have <laughs> so i can do editing for other people at the yeah. same time as rayon writing of course because you know obviously you have to but um well yeah, that's, when that's when one project
1: bandwidth. when one project is about to come due like the deadline is creeping up on me yeah everything else gets dropped and it's just 100 percent focus on that project <laughs>
0: okay. That's, that's a writing triage. Like what needs to happen? Yes, exactly, exactly. What's the flow of blood over here and then we can move on to the next thing. Like, that patient's that's on the table. Exactly it. <laughs> going back to the whole doctor-coroner thing, you know, <laughs> looping it back in. So next question, how did you arrive at the premise of your series?
1: Oh, you know what? It goes back to, I'm going to say 2006. I wrote a short story titled A Signature in Blood that featured Pete, Pete Adams and Zoe. And it was never meant at that point to be a novel or a series at all. It was just, I wanted to write a short story in which I could experiment doing a male protagonist, you know, using a male voice because every, just about everything I've written up until then had a female point of view. So I wrote this short story and it, pete was the the main character zoe was more the sidekick and it went on to be nominated for a derringer award in 2007 but as is always the case with me i didn't win (laughs) it's an honor to be nominated it's an honor to be nominated it's an honor to be nominated (laughs) you're
0: feeling very honored right now
1: (laughs) yes yes um anyway uh After that, someone, and I don't even know who it was, but someone emailed me and said, are we going to ever see Pete and Zoe again? And at that point, I was like, I don't know, hadn't really thought about it. But I had another series that was uh, being shopped around by my agent at that time, and it didn't go anywhere. And I knew I needed to start on something else, you know, get another series started to to start sending out and i thought of that short story and that person whoever it was who said when are we are we going to see any more pete and zoe because if if i hadn't had that question asked me i don't know that i would have gone back to that short story uh but i i picked out the characters and you know a short story is short so you can't don't have the time or the word count to really flesh out characters so i just started working on what turned out to be circle of influence just to see if i could if i thought they would you know make interesting characters and i flipped it and made zoe the main character and pete more of a secondary character although he thinks he's still the main character don't tell him Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that's really how it started
0: Wow! So this anonymous person we can thank for now these eleven books. <laughs> this unknown, this unnamed person who's probably listening, going, "I was me." It was Email me. Tell me and mom. tell me.
1: I'll and get forty thousand emails saying that was me. Um,
0: yeah. And that circle of influence went on to be nominated for best first novel.
1: Yeah, for the Agatha. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know. yeah. So you've been lucky, lucky duck. Yeah, it's an honor <laughs> to be nominated. <laughs> Very,
0: very honored. You're an honorable person.
1: Okay. Next question How did you
0: choose the setting for your novel? Um, is it based on personal experiences? I have a guess about this, but I want to hear what you have to say.
1: <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Uh, like I said, whenever I was uh, doing the short story, I kind of didn't really specify, I don't think, where it was. Uh, but it was in my mind, it was like right outside my door. So I, I made a fictionalized version of, I live in Washington County, so I called it Monongahela County. And there really is a Monongahela River and a Monongahela, uh, there's a city in Washington County called Monongahela. So it's, you know, people have, I I, I know people who have gone online and tried to look up Monongahela (laughs) County to find out where it is. It's, you know, it's made up. And I, I did that for a couple of reasons. One, I wanted to move things around. Like i wanted to have something that was in cross creek county or cross creek township be in in the story i fictionalized it i call it vance township there is a fort vance uh, locally but there's no vance township it's kind of a combination of smith township where i live and cross creek and mount plus i just move things around if i had put something from cross creek township in smith township and called it smith township the locals would have jumped all over me Mm -hmm. as it is they know that i fictionalized it they they get you know they get the vance township reference they're like and i swear every time i have a local appearance there it's becomes a scavenger hunt you know asking me is this really that place so they they enjoy it because they they get what i'm doing rather than if i'd called it by its real name but yeah it's it just makes the research a lot easier for location i just take a drive down the road
0: yeah yeah what well, research you're making it up so you can just do it
1: but a lot of a lot of the places are you know inspired by shall we say sure real real places yeah, and there is one restaurant in the series that is real and that's Walden's uh, that was that first showed up in cry wolf mm-hmm. and it's I use it because the real Walden's is run by friends of mine uh, that I've gone to that I went to high school with mm-hmm. and they they sell the books in the restaurant, so it's a nice little cross promotion Of course
0: yeah local celebrity <laughs> local celebrity dines here. <laughs> she's a legend in her own mind but yeah yes. Yes. we went to high school with her we can say we know her We can tell yes so is it like is it embarrassing to be like around people you went to high school with or not is it really supportive do you feel supportive or you're like i turned up great you know how does it feel to be with people that because i i moved around all the time nobody knows me from when i i'm friends on facebook with people i grew up with but they haven't seen me in, in real life in like 40 years so
1: you know, what's that like you know i I kind of touched a little bit on it in, in Fatal Reunion because Zoe is running into people that she hasn't seen in, in 20 years. It's been double that <laughs> and more so since I was in high school. So I run into people that I went to school with. I don't recognize them. And that's what she Zoe's having problems with. She, you know, the guy's like, I don't, doesn't, you know, connect with what I remember him looking like in school and that I've I've had a couple who have played games with me like guess who I am don't do that to me (laughs) (laughs) but now overall it yeah it's been a really supportive uh, gang the local the local crew uh, show up whenever I do uh, book events at Walden's or at some different other local places that I go to they they show up Uh, I've got a Our our local pharmacy. I go into the local pharmacy and everybody's, you know, fans there. So it's kind of fun. It's about the only place I can go into and act be treated like a celebrity, but.
0: (laughs) It's fun to be neighborhood famous, although you can't leave your house like in curlers and slippers. You got to, you know, got to look kind of halfway decent when you leave. I feel like
1: well you know I used to think that (laughs) way until after the last two years of wearing a mask (laughs) it's like makeup just went out the window for the most part very true
0: very true very true nobody cares anymore we're just like oh people's people's actual face that's cool I get to see a person (laughs) you know that that part's fun so fifth question is always a little bit something little different but this one isn't so off base, but um, for you, what is your favorite time of the day to write?
1: Oh, definitely in the morning. Um, it, it's like first thing in the morning, my logical thinking part of my brain is not up yet. It, that doesn't really start functioning until you know more like lunchtime. So in the morning, as long as I've had a cup of coffee, I can actually spell, and the the creative muse. Is there, and I can just draft like crazy uh, for a couple hours in the morning, and without without that inner editor getting too involved in it. So then, after lunch, I generally do all the other stuff, like the revisions or you know or business stuff. But early in the morning is definitely the best time for the creative first draft stuff.
0: How, how early are you up writing
1: oh well because my husband gets up so early to go to work we're up at 4 30 in the morning oh wow yeah i'm not <laughs> which means i'm crashed out unconscious by eight at night uh, but i'm usually up at the computer writing by 6 six thirty somewhere in that range yeah uh, That's so good. yeah early <laughs> <laughs> that's good that's
0: good getting up early is good there's, there's a lot to be said for that i do the same i did the same when um you know i had a baby because he was up
1: anyway so yeah yeah and there's less there's less distraction the rest yeah. of the world is not up yet so they're not you know emailing me or calling oh, yeah. or interfering with my brain processes yet
0: <laughs> yes yeah and if they are you can totally ignore them because uh, more you know people are sleeping yes <laughs> <laughs> leave me alone very good well you're very prolific so we can see that that's working for you um you write constantly you have lots of and you have other books besides your series you had a book death by equine right that came out yeah
1: yeah death by equine i i that was actually the book from way back before the pete and zoe series that was getting shopped around and didn't go anywhere so i i indie published it mostly because i wanted to find out how it was done (laughs) and that seemed like a good opportunity to do it and I just found out yesterday that it's been named a semi-finalist in the Dr. Tony Ryan's book awards which is which is all uh, thoroughbred horse racing that's I mean it's set in the world of thoroughbred horse racing and it's uh, one of six semi-finalists so so there to everybody who rejected it back in 2007.
0: (laughs) And here you are nominated again. You cannot stop getting nominated. That's amazing. I'll take it. I'll take it. Hey, <laughs> okay, you know, and that's really um, saying something for an indie pub book because you know they're not always that doesn't always happen. So that's very good. And um, but you're very you're a very talented writer, and you're a best-selling writer, and people um, respect you and for a good reason because your your writing is is beautiful. And um, thank you, thank
1: you. And I ha- I have good editors, <laughs> <laughs> and good, I, I sure. and I. I, yeah, like my husband, I, my husband and I were talking about this last night because I said my little indie pub book got got nominated. He said, "Well, you didn't cut any corners on it. You know, I, I had it professionally edited and I had a professional cover designer do the cover, so it, it's not, you know, just thrown together piece." Oh yeah, no, right? it was definitely
0: polished, and you don't, you know, you never slap anything together and get an award nomination. That's just no, so I'm excited for you and I, I hope it wins. I hope you Thank win. Thank you. Thank you. A, I put a big winner's circle on your uh, on your website after that. So <laughs> do they give you like one of those big like flower wreaths that go around your neck when you win that award? Or like horses? <laughs>
1: no, they give you money. They give you <gasps> cash. It's one of those. <laughs> cool. Yeah, because the horses and get the flowers
0: around their necks and the, the yeah. trainers get the money. That's what happens. Well, there's
1: there's an emblem that uh, they ask me put on the book if you win. I'm like, no problem. (laughs) Where do I find yeah. yeah, The uh they they take it down to three. There's six semifinalists, then they take it down to three finalists, and those will be named next month in June. Uh, and those three finalists get to go to a fancy cocktail dinner in Lexington, Kentucky at this breed at the the where the The award is hosted at at a really nice farm, and it's during uh, Breeders' Cup weekend. So my husband, who never wants to go to any of these things with me, you know, he never goes to the Agafil Awards with me, he's like, I'm going to this one. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He'll be
0: knocking you down to get inside first. Well, that's yeah. that's yeah. fun. Well, I, I really hope you get to go and hope you win. I really I'm excited. That's very you're gonna go, right? You're gonna go or you don't know?
1: Oh, oh, if 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 I'm one of the three finalists, okay. you bet. <laughs> that's what I mean. I hope yeah.
0: you get that. I hope you get to go and I hope you win. And I'm gonna Thank keep you, you got to keep me posted so I know that I can root for you.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: That's so <laughs> exciting. Oh my god. I hope you win. Okay. Thanks. All right. Final quiz, rapid fire questions. You um you have to answer incorrectly. Okay. Okay number one summer or winter summer
1: okay that's a yeah, popular what? <laughs> I just, yeah yeah I you know although whenever it gets into summer and it's like you know 95 and 110% humidity I'll probably change my answer yeah. but for the most part I don't like having to bundle up in you know all these coats and boots and everything to go outside for two minutes
0: yeah
1: it is it's easier um sweet or savory sweet mm. again I like both but I've inherited my dad's sweet tooth yeah yeah I think you either get
0: one or the other because my sister has a giant sweet tooth and I've never had that I can um forgo it I'm on I'm doing full keto right now I'm not having uh. any hair at all I'm having fruit but that's it
1: some fruit um comedy or drama oh that's a harder one <laughs> uh because it really depends on the time of the day and my mood um since i have to pick one i will say comedy okay but a lot of times the two over the top comedies don't really appeal to me so yeah i like smart i'll still i'll yeah 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 yeah
0: Yeah. dumb comedies are like whatever
1: yeah um i already (laughs) know the answer to this
0: one i know this one so i should just skip it early bird or night owl early bird <laughs> gotcha we already talked about that i know but you know what the night owls will be meeting you on the other end at 4 30 in the morning because that's sort of like the end of the night owl shift. you're picking you're picking up the very very early of the early bird shift that's very early for even for early birds um coffee or tea
1: coffee definitely coffee nothing happens in this house until i've had my coffee <laughs> you're, you're one of those militant caffeine people yeah, yeah. yeah. It, well, I need I need the caffeine, but I like the stuff that I put in the coffee, the flavoring stuff. Again, that sweet tooth comes back into play.
0: Yeah. Yep. That, so, what do you put in the coffee? uh
1: my current addiction is it's uh, Silk, and it's almond cream. It's not a it's not a dairy creamer. It's an almond milk creamer, but it's called the sweet and creamy. Ooh, that sounds delightful. Made by Silk. Mm. Yes sounds good although if he asked me in six months i may have found something different that i like yeah
0: it's good to change it up a little bit because then you, you yeah and then you go back and it tastes even better when you take a break and you go back to something <laughs> <that> yeah. sport.
1: <laughs> when they run out when the store runs out of it and i'm like no and i have to switch to something else it's like oh well this is okay but then i find the stuff i like again yeah definitely <laughs>
0: <laughs> well you have okay. something very ex- i would so i always sort of end the show with asking what's next for people Um, what's coming up um, as far Mm -hmm. as like whatever however they feel like answering that is if they're working on another book if they have events coming up but I think you I need to hear again as we talked about it pre-show this big event you have coming up so please tell us about this giant event you have coming up
1: oh my yes I I get to be moderator for the James Patterson Uh, when he comes to town uh, it's uh, it's he's got a his memoir coming out it's the stories of my life, James Patterson. And uh, I guess there were a large number of people who put in for this job of moderator. He, he likes to have someone on stage with him to ask him questions rather than just stand up there alone and talk. Uh, so I didn't realize when I put in for it how many people wanted the job. But he, he, they, they told me you have to write a letter to, to him and his speakers bureau and tell why you want, why you think you're the person to do it, why you want to do it and send some sample questions. And I did that and was notified that James Patterson himself selected me uh, to be the moderator for this event on June 16th. Um, and uh, yeah, sold out event center. And I get to be in front of, I it's 500 people. And I said, there's 499 of them are for him. <laughs> <laughs> and I have that one friend so, who's gonna be in the audience.
0: <laughs> that is so exciting. I mean, that's just the coolest thing that, I mean, it's just like, you know, Charlie and chocolate factory, like with the golden ticket you went in, you just applied for it or what you had to apply basically. And yeah. then you your, your credentials and then they, I mean, I'm sure a bunch of people, did they tell you how many people applied?
1: No, I just I stopped by the bookstore that's handling the sales, and they said that was a hotly contested position that you won. I said, Oh, <laughs> that's amazing! I mean, yeah. And then he select- yeah.
0: And then he selected you, and then you're gonna do this, and it's just so cool. I'm just yeah. so excited for you. Yeah, he's yeah. that's big, that's big time, baby.
1: Me. <laughs> I figure a few people will be there who never saw me before and you know you, you can't buy that kind of exposure so yeah I'm excited
0: yeah yeah it's not going to be everyone from your high school it's going to be different people oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> one person from my high school though is is that one person that's going to be in the audience <laughs> although even she said my two favorite authors so I guess I only have like a half because she's going to be there for both okay. <laughs> of so 499 and a half are there to see him (laughs) well
0: that's fine because they're going to discover you and it doesn't matter because they're just going to be you're going to blow it away it's going to be amazing i cannot wait are they live streaming this what's happening is it just for those people in the room
1: i think it's just for those in the room but i really i don't know i i just i go where they tell me to go (laughs) and show up when they tell me to show up so um yeah but i've been i have an advanced copy of the book it is fabulous you will laugh you will cry uh so i'm i'm having a good time going through it and making up questions to ask him that night
0: that that is just fabulous that is just fabulous well we can't wait to hear all about it you'll have to come back just for a special episode of my day with my day with james (laughs) patterson all down. Yeah, you're on (laughs) That'll be awesome. We'll have to do it. Maybe he'll come on too. Maybe he'll come on with us. Um, uh, yeah, probably yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> he might be busy. I have to ask. Him. Okay. I, I,
1: him. I think he, he's got kind of a tight schedule. <laughs> he's a little busy. Um, yeah, we're talking it, about two books a year and what he writes two books a month or something. <laughs> so. Yeah,
0: yeah. He, gets, he has a lot of help. He has a lot of help, though. He's got a lot of helpers. Um, yeah. Yeah, I hope they send a limo for you hope you put it that in your contract right or like when I worked on movie sets, you know you only get green M&Ms in your trailer. Um, <laughs> wait, you know, room temperature water in the limo, um, all that stuff.
1: Nah, I'm not going to be a diva I just want to show up and- <laughs> <laughs> Not fall up the steps going on stage, that sort of thing. (laughs) Right,
0: right. Make sure your fly is up. That's good. Yeah,
1: you'll wear a long, flowy sort of top. So that will be it.
0: (laughs) No lipstick on your teeth, that kind of thing.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) You're
0: gonna gonna get. You're gonna do great. You're. It's very exciting that you get to have that opportunity, and I can't wait to hear all about it. Um, and I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. And um, so there's gonna be more books in the series. Yes, is this true?
1: There's uh at least two more under contract. So I'm, I'm all I'm like hundred pages in drafting the, the next one, the twelfth one. So great. We well,
0: have a lot of fans and then I know that they're very excited that um the series is still alive. So that's very exciting for us and for you and for everybody.
1: I like spending time with Pete and Zoe. So I'm happy to it's that it's continuing too. <laughs> Me too. Me too, for sure.
0: Well, thank you so much. Um, you're just a joy to talk to. I really appreciate you being here. And, oh, um, my
1: good. pleasure. This
0: was fun. Good, good, good. Well, you know, we like to have fun. I love having fun.
1: I know that we've known each other a long time. So
0: we have, we have. We have pictures of us having fun on Facebook, hugging a lot. So that's <laughs> <laughs> we've had fun together before. Yes. Before, before times. Um, well, good. Well, go get ready for your big interview. I'm sure you have to study the whole every day until you get there. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll look forward to hearing all about it and we'll talk to you. Come back on the show soon. Okay, we'll do. Okay,
1: have a good rest of the day. <laughs> Thanks. Bye.